your boy Jamil here, and we've got another rabbit hole that needs going down. These things don't end, people. They just go on and on until you realize you're a crazy person who just gotta stop adding new music to listen to. I mean, sickos like us, we already have enough albums and playlists to last, you know, three lifetimes, but you know, we can't help ourselves. We gotta go on looking for the next holy grail. Um, you know, what a sad life, but you know, hey, we're not doing anyone harm, right? I mean, maybe a little self light self-harm, but whatever. Continue feeding the dragon. Ignore everything I just said. We don't have all that much left in life anyway. All right, so the brew today is a little thing they call spiritual jazz. And I'm not sure who called it that, but that seems to be what's been decided upon. So who are we to call it by some other name? The more music you chase, the more strange genre titles you uncover, and spiritual jazz, I mean, that could mean a lot of things if you're not familiar with, with what it actually is, but broadly speaking, it references a shift in jazz music and the greater culture that existed at the time, and more specifically, a shift in black art. So, you know, this offshoot began in the 1960s after John Coltrane like started doing these really deep explorations towards you know, what was a new, never heard before sound. I mean, even towards a more free sound, but I should say, okay, I'm, this is already like gonna be a little confusing. Uh, that's not necessarily the same thing as what we know as free jazz, which, you know, idiots like me couldn't really tell you much about the genre at all. But from what I can recollect, like free jazz is characterized by jazz that's heavily improvised and you know, contains few to no like discernible chord patterns or very common, you know, jazz rhythms. But what free jazz and spiritual jazz have in common is that they're much less tied to the tropes of early jazz in terms of sound, in terms of rhythm, tempo, tones, and themes even. So from even a less musical perspective, what we saw with spiritual jazz was more of a shift in terms of what we what the music was meant to do or what the music was meant to be so the music becomes an offering or like a devotional exercise and a lot of the time the music was being very upfront about those intentions or desired effects in the composition or the music itself or the performance of the music like in a live setting but as well as the listening experience i mean it's the closest thing to like a style of music heading towards religion and faith and, and not a specific type of religion or, or a specific faith at all. It's really one of, the, one of the few times where the entire genre of music can like get codified into into faith and come out like better on the other end. I mean, I, it's really hard for me to think of like any other examples of music that are like this. So with spiritual jazz, it's, it's really all about the vibration. You know, the very discernible sense that this music is a conversation uh, or a communion. You know, we're in church here and all the spirits are valid and all the spirits are able to be channeled as well. I mean, it could be Jesus, Muhammad, it could be Buddha, Yahweh, it could be like Kabbalah, meditation. There's a lot of like Eastern esoteric kind of stuff in there. 
there's Afrofuturism, there's Black Divinity, there's Egyptology, the Nation of Islam, Sufism, Cultism, and lots of space stuff, like like just lots of that, especially with Sun Ra. So all this stuff becomes aligned under spiritual jazz, like like from a thematic and aesthetic standpoint. And this stuff is really different from like your cool cat, like bop style of jazz. And if you're anything like me, a lot of that stuff doesn't really land. And on the other end, like likewise, a lot of the atonal, chaotic, free jazz like poses a big challenge too because while i can definitely appreciate how insane the playing is and how a lot of the music sounds like an exorcism or like a, a crazy marathon in terms of just you know the physical demands of shredding your instrument like that that hard but i don't know like i've, I've tried a lot of these classics um i've dug into them and they just fly right by me like my ears don't latch on to much and i think i'm just too dumb for this stuff but on the other end, spiritual jazz, like it is, you know, love at first sight kind of thing. And in a lot of ways, I see spiritual jazz as the the right spot between the old guard and like the newer vanguard. You know, I see these artists and groups as the freaks of jazz. I mean, if we're going to name drop some of these people, just so we have some reference. I mean, we're talking about John Coltrane, Alice Coltrane, Sonny Chirac. Pharaoh Sanders, uh, Sun Ra, Lonnie Liston-Smith, uh, Joe Henderson, Don Cherry, and Albert Eiler. And, oh, okay. So I want everybody to know that uh, the Sonic Cloth is uh, maturing into a podcast les sophisticate because I pulled a quote for this episode. Something that uh, I've, been, I've been wanting to do, but I just, <laughs> I've forgotten to do it for four episodes straight. So uh, the quote, Albert Eiler uh, once said, Train was the father, Pharaoh was the son, I am the Holy Ghost. And this dude uh, was the kind of guy who can say shit like that and, and nobody debates it. So, you know, it stands. But uh, this era was just an absolute goldmine. And, and once you hear records uh, from Sun Ra and from Pharaoh Sanders and from Alice Coltrane, you're gonna go crazy for this stuff. I mean, this is truly one of the best and most defined rabbit holes out there. It's easy to get into. It's easy to dig into the classics and, and get into like some of the, the more, uh, less celebrated stuff as well. But another aspect of this music that I really like is that you hear a lot more than your usual like trio or quartet kind of jazz configurations. I mean, any instrument can pop into a spiritual jazz record at any time. And if it's a good record, it fits right into everything else going on. I mean, everything from harp to tabla to electric piano to shit. I mean, I've heard like zither and, and sitar on, on a lot of this stuff too. Basically like whatever instruments were laying around and could unify the sound. And, and by extension, you know, a lot of these uh, spiritual jazz groups ended up bringing in like a lot of quote, you know, quote unquote world musicians to like play on their stuff too. But it seems like spiritual jazz began to taper off by like, I'd say the mid 70s. And while, you know, you know, these days, like, you know, jazz artists and electronic musicians and experimental music and like some of that out there kind of R&B and soul, that's all mined from this era of music, like quite a bit. 
but it really hasn't been until the last 10 years that uh, a reawakening of spiritual jazz has really hit. And even back in the 60s and 70s, like at that time, the spiritual jazz records were largely overlooked or looked down upon by a lot of like the strict jazz nerds of the time. But if we, if we kind of fast forward into modern times, it's really this crop of new jazz artists who are like picking up a lot of these sounds. I mean, we're talking like new artists and session players that are really bringing this stuff back. Not just bringing it back, like applying modern techniques and touches to it. And that is really the rabbit hole that we're, uh, that we're going down today. But, you know, I'd say even if you don't know anything about, if you feel like you have never heard a spiritual jazz album, this stuff is actually pretty visible. And you see that influence of spiritual jazz, like, and maybe most visibly in those like uh, Kendrick Lamar, Flying Lotus, Thundercat, Kamasi Washington sessions, which yielded a lot of this like, um, you know, very astral and very funky music from like 2014 to just like a couple years ago, maybe. But, you know, I'm not going to feature any of that stuff here today because it's really easy to track down. I mean, everyone has heard To Pimp a Butterfly, and then, you know, Kamasi Washington is probably one of the most, you know, popular modern jazz figures today. And while he's really good and a seriously talented dude, and he's definitely got a lot of spiritual jazz running through his music, there's just something that's like too clean and kind of too like massive sounding about uh, kind of his albums. So, you know, today we're after the other new shit that's not the one dude who is representing all of the other new shit. Um, I'm not sure if that made sense, but, uh, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. I think we are ready to get into this. We are ready to find out who are the sons and daughters of the Freaks of Jazz. Okay, track one. This is by Shabaka and the Ancestors, and the track is called Joyous. So Shabaka and the Ancestors is the brainchild uh, of principal band leader and tenor sax player Shabaka Hutchings, which is a great goddamn name. So uh, Shabaka Hutchings is a British Barbadian who has been kind of like the the central figure, I would say, in the in the southeast London jazz scene. And this dude is an incredible player. I mean, this is some of the best sax tone, you know, I've definitely heard on any kind of like modern jazz album. And this guy also happens to be in a lot of other really great groups. I mean, he's consistent the whole way through. So uh, another popular group he's in is a group called Sons of Kemet, who are a quartet that fuse, you know, jazz with Caribbean styles of music, African music, and, and kind of like a grimy UK street music. Um, I highly urge you to check out their album, Your Queen is a Reptile. Um, and then he's also in another group called The Comet is Coming. Um, I'm a little less into this, into this group, but it could definitely be your cup of tea. It's definitely really different. It's uh, kind of funky and psychedelic and maybe less jazz, but um, it has a lot of electronics, but it's, it's an interesting project as well. But this track that I'm going to play is from uh, Shabaka and the Ancestors. And this is their 2016 album called Wisdom of the Elders, which was recorded in Johannesburg, South Africa, and features Shabaka playing with uh, a bunch of different South African jazz musicians. 
And the, the album is like, uh, it's described as a, a psalm in nine parts. And it's, it's about colonialism and freedom and Africa. So of all his projects, uh, Shabaka and the Ancestors is the one that really channels the spiritual jazz thing most clearly with what sounds like ties to like a lot of those artists and records that deal in, you know, Afrofuturism, uh, using Africa's past lore and, and traditional themes as kind of a way to advance forward. So uh, somehow this album was recorded in a single day. And it's, you know, that's just like a demonstration of how unreal these musicians are. So this track is all about appreciating how locked in these guys are to their craft, but also just how in tune they are with each other. And that kind of like synergy is what makes, I think, listening to this type of jazz so different from listening to other types of music. Thank 
Okay, next up is a track by the artist Angel Bat Dawid, and the track is called We Are Stars, stars spelled S-T-A-R-Z-Z, of course. So Angel Bat Dawid is an avant-garde musician from Chicago whose debut album, The Oracle, definitely like knocked me on my ass last year. I mean, this was one of my favorite albums of 2019. Just one of the best albums I've heard in a few years, to be honest. And this record is not just like, it's not just totally original. It contains all kinds of adventurous, jazzy experiments and incredible sounds. But the songs were all entirely created by Angel. And I'm talking everything, the performance, all the overdubbing you hear, all the mixing, all of the instruments and all of the voices, everything done solo and also recorded using only her cell phone which is insane because this record sounds good. Uh, So this is like a lo-fi experimental jazz record. And this track we're going to listen to is is more of a low-key highlight on her record. Um, It's it's a pretty diverse album, but I I love the sound of the clarinet on this album. And that's that's Angel's primary instrument, uh, horn instrument anyway. Um, the, the clarinet is kind of like dancing underneath the keys and, and these overdubbed vocals and she's just putting it all out there on this track, on this entire album. And I don't even really need to tell you to get this album because you're going to hear this track and you're just going to know what you got to do.
Next up is a track titled Epiphany by Idris Akamur and the Pyramids. You gotta love these spiritual jazz artists. I mean, these are just always the best names you've ever heard. So Idris Akamur is an interesting human. In addition to being an insane sax player, uh, this guy is also a multi-instrumentalist, a composer, an actor, a tap dancer, a producer administrator i'm not sure sure what that means but fool can admin and a, a director and he's been playing jazz since the 70s he was actually a, a student at antioch college in ohio and while he was there he played in cecil taylor's uh, black music ensemble which you know is the title the name of the ensemble i'm not i'm not calling cecil taylor's ensemble a black music ensemble but it's really his latest albums as Idris Akamore and the Pyramids that I've been interested in. And this album in particular, uh, We Be All Africans, is rooted in like pre-colonial Africa and it doesn't hold back at any point. And this track in particular is really cool. I mean, I, I picked one that is probably a little more experimental compared to the rest of the album, but it's it's got this really dub, dubby bass line. Uh, these whirly, spacey synths. I mean, this definitely sounds like something Sun Ra would be making today. And uh, I'm reading this insane adventure fantasy novel right now that's set in like a mythical Africa. The book is called uh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf, by, and it's by uh, Marlon James. And this track is <laughs> what's playing in my head most of the time as I read it.
All right, this next one is the controversial pick. This is a track called BOA by Sam Gendel and Sam Wilkes. So Sam Gendel plays alto saxophone and electronics, and then Sam Wilkes is a bass player and also does electronics. Seems like everyone uh, can do and does electronics. So as far as I know, the two Sams are both super accomplished uh, Los Angeles musicians who do a ton of studio sessions for other artists as well as their own stuff. Uh, very versatile musicians. But the album that they did together, which this album is called Music for Saxophone and Bass Guitar, it's it's a really like nocturnal, low-key, very moody sort of uh, record. This jam is sort of the odd track out of the episode. Well, I, I think it might appear that way. But it's actually the one that really seems to be channeling a certain time in Alex Coltrane's career, um, especially compared to the rest of these tracks. And I'm a massive Alice Coltrane fan, probably my, my favorite spiritual jazz artist, probably my favorite jazz artist um, of all time. But this track has like a, a mantra kind of like feel to it. And it just seems so linked to Alice as an artist and as her as a predecessor for this kind of like dreamy kind of jazz that's built on repetitive loops and the soulful horn and organ phrasing. I mean, this is kind of this track is kind of more hip hop, like lo-fi hip hop than anything. But it's just got like the, the ghost of spiritual jazz trapped in it.
Okay, I started you off on some space jazz, and uh, we're definitely changing things up for the rest of the the tracks on here. So this next one is by a, a group called Irreversible Entanglements. The track is called Nomas, and the album is called Who Sent You? And it's from this year, I think, 2020. Yeah, this 2020 album. So Irreversible Entanglements are a liberation-oriented free jazz collective that was formed in early 2015 and who came together to perform at a Musicians Against Police Brutality event organized after the slaying of Akai Gurley by the New York Police Department. So, I mean, if that's not reason enough to get you into this project right there, I don't know what is. Uh, that's the great other great thing about uh, new spiritual jazz music and even old spiritual jazz music. You know these groups are going to come right on their worldviews and politics. So uh, I came to know about this group from following um, uh, Kamei's music under the moniker Moore Mother. So Kamei is the vocalist and spoken word uh, musician that you hear on, on Irreversible Entanglements. And Moore Mother is, is an incredible rap spoken word noise art kind of project that I would definitely recommend to anyone, especially if you like music that's angry and radical. But this group is, this group in this track is kind of using spiritual jazz as a vehicle for communicating the need for black liberation. It's basically protest music, music to get organized to, music to smash whoever it is that needs smashing, and the push and pull that can be employed by like a tight, funky jazz quartet turns out to be a really great weapon in sending out these much needed radical vibrations. Thank you. 
infinite possibilities.
All right, we've arrived at the part of the episode where I tell you that this is my personal favorite and uh, just insert my bias into what is already an incredibly biased endeavor. So this one is by Matana Roberts. The track is called Lullaby and it's off Coin Coin Chapter One. Okay, this is in French, so uh, it's, it's going to be ugly. Jeanne de Couleur Libres which means free colored people. And Matana Roberts is one of the leading lights of contemporary African-American experimental music, combining her widely recognized gifts as an alto saxophone player and improviser with an intensely engaged redefinition of American jazz traditions. So that's uh, taken from her band camp. And Matana Roberts is now on her fourth chapter of the coin coin album series that she began in 2011 and there are 12 chapters planned in total and they all deal with the experience of the african diaspora in the americas so what i love about matana roberts music is how each album is its own world and that world is part of a continuous story and the variety of music on each of her records really follows suit i mean they're filled with everything from chaotic, noisy, free jazz, black folkway storytelling and spoken word with like tons of different panoramic kind of like narration, uh, lots of spiritual jazz going on, orchestral music. But, you know, on this track in particular, it's sort of these stirring, minimalist sort of vocal centered tracks that kind of kill me the most. I mean... I could listen to the vocal harmonies on this song forever and, and never get sick of it. This is just an insanely talented, visionary artist, and there's nobody doing what she's doing at all with the Coin Coin project. And this is the kind of ambition that I think will go down in music nerd history books. Thank you. 
things you ever heard in your life. It write me if you didn't. Let's fight about it. Sonicloth at gmail.com. All right, this next one is by Binker and Moses, again with the good names. 
This track is called How Fire Was Made. So Binker Golding and Moses Boyd are a uh, self-purported semi-free jazz saxophone and drums duo. So they are among like the, the front runners of a loose yet interconnected group of London-based jazz musicians that are influenced by the environment that surrounds them. But also that music that comes with that, including like grime music and hip hop and electronic music, as well as jazz. So these guys are some more UK jazz artists that are incorporating street sounds into their brand of wild spiritual jazz. And and this track is off of a double record of theirs. And it's a really fun listen because it's two guys and these guys just destroy. And I mean, that's a big part of what these guys do. And it really reminds me of John Coltrane's sort of like frenzied primal style of like uh, saxophone phrasing and, and even Pharaoh Sanders. I mean, his records would often be like three or four tracks total with these like 20 minute long songs that would, you know, descend into chaos after like an insanely smooth buildup or or do vice versa, the exact opposite of that. So this track is definitely on the more rambunctious side of the spiritual jazz coin, but it's part of the canon of this music and these guys are channeling when Coltrane went batshit hard on albums like Ascension and Meditations and really blew everyone's minds. So also listen close to the end of the song because I, I don't know if it's just me, but it, it shit gets kind of like math rocky and proggy and it's it's really fucking cool.
Okay, we have reached the finale. I could have thrown a lot more tracks at you all. I mean, I had tracks for days, but we're going to cut it at eight songs. This last one is by Yaz Ahmed, and the song is called Lahan al-Mansur. And Yaz Ahmed calls herself the High Priestess of Psychedelic Arabic Jazz, which if that's all you knew about her, if you hadn't listened to her music, that you could be setting yourself up for the wackest thing you've ever heard in your life or some kind of like almost godly kind of shit. And thankfully, it's definitely closer to the latter. Uh, this album is from 2019, and the album is called Polyhymnia. And it's uh, a thematic album that's filled with inspirational stories of women and their empowerment. So Yaz Ahmed is a British Bahraini trumpet player who is on her third solo record at this point, I think. Um, her albums are very cinematic sounding, a little on the clean side for my taste personally, but uh, it, 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 she makes up for that because they're very trippy albums. They're very like really gorgeously layered. And this is definitely a side of spiritual jazz that was deeply intertwined with like Arabic and North African music. Everyone from Pharaoh Sanders to Don Cherry went to the Middle East, like went on these pilgrimage pilgrimages and took from traditional Arabic music and infused it with their own visions for these kind of world scaling cosmic jazz music. And you see those worlds coming together with Yaz Ahmed's like sprawling records. Um, it's on, like I said, it's on a bit on the produced side of things, but it's just so colorful and polyrhythmic and composed. It's almost like a classical Arabic music ensemble who grew up on Sun Ra.
Alright y'all, that's gonna do it for episode 5 of the Sonic Cloth, where we went down the new modern spiritual jazz rabbit hole and discovered pretty much the greatest subgenre of music you can imagine. So I hope you enjoyed it, I uh, hope you learned something. Again, if you can uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, on whatever other review things there are out there, I'd appreciate it. You can always email me at thesoniccloth at gmail.com. I don't know if it's going to work out for the next episode, but I do have a collaborative thing planned for the for a future episode that i'm very excited about so uh, that's going to be a little bit of a different format it's still going to be a playlist thing but it's going to be it's going to be myself and another person sort of nerding out on a very particular uh, area of music i also just want to put a call out if there is some kind of rabbit hole that you are kind of claiming to be an autonomous authority on hit me up at thesoniccloth at gmail.com or on any social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter and Instagram especially, I, I never check Facebook. And um, let's talk about maybe hopping on Zoom or something and doing one of these things. I'm gonna put that call out out there. Let's collaborate. I get sick of doing these by myself. I mean, I'll do them, but I would much rather talk to someone else about this shit. Starting to get lonely. COVID's starting to kick in, you know, two months into this. Remember to get that track list at the Sonic Cloth on Instagram. And thanks again for showing up around these parts. And remember to kick out the jams. And rock and roll will never die. And life is a highway. And uh, put another dime in the jukebox, baby. <laughs> and uh, I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Let's go out on that one. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll.